This episode is sponsored by Big Daddy Graphics. Big Daddy Graphics is the only full-time, full-service Perrysburg spirit wear store in Perrysburg. They have two full-time graphic artists on staff to assist customers in creating eye-catching designs and full catalogs from the leading makers of quality garments, including Under Armour, Nike, Adidas, Holloway, Badger, among other top brand manufacturers. Big Daddy Graphics offers screen printing and embroidery for anyone from the sports world to the corporate one. They also offer promotional products emblazoned with logos. They can put your logo on nearly 1 million different types of promotional products, from coffee cups to golf tees, key fobs to lanyards, and hundreds of thousands of other products. So whether you live your life on the field or in the office, Big Daddy Graphics has you covered. To get started on your design, visit BigDaddy-Graphics.com. This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Let's start the show. This is Aaron Cosbiel, the professor of comedy, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. The Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Awesome. All right, Professor, thanks for being here. Thank you. Um, like I said, when you walked in the door, I should have <laughs> assumed that you dress the way you always dress with a bow tie and a jacket. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, dress for the role you have <laughs> in life. I guess if they're going to call you the professor, you should always look like a professor. You should. Yeah. Uh, actually, I when I first started doing uh, stand-up comedy, I wore a, uh, a tux. For every show, really? Yeah. Did uh, you, so did you? You have one? You I, bought one? Yeah. Well, I mean, I uh, in like uh, high school, I was in uh, three choirs in an orchestra. Oh, okay. Uh, so I had two. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, man, I think it's an ordeal to rent one and you own two. Yeah, own two. Nice. Uh, and then, um, then I was doing a uh, a showcase at. Uh, Zanies and the guy who books Zanies uh, asked me, "How many professors do you know wear a tux?" Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. I was like, "That is a really good point." Yeah. And uh, so then I just went to tweet and kept a bow tie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did, um, did you grow up around here? Oh uh, yeah, I grew up in Maumee. Oh awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when did you graduate from there? Uh, Two thousand three. Oh, same year I graduated from Perrysburg. Really? I don't, yeah. Oh, cool! I didn't realize we were the same age. I did not know that as well. <laughs> I knew uh, you knew my sister. Um, yeah, I don't know how. How did you meet my sister? Uh, I met your sister uh, because um, so I grew up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I moved to Chicago for school, um, and um, like I was moving back here to like save up some money to uh, eventually go to L.A. Okay. Uh, and I was working at a coffee shop downtown and uh, met her there. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> so so you, you when you were in high school, when you were at Maumee, you said you were in orchestra, you are in a band. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Three choirs in an orchestra. Or, yeah, okay. uh, orchestra plus, you know, speech and debate and yeah. uh, the musicals and... So, so being on stage doing something is just something you always liked. I'm way more comfortable on stage than off. Yeah, uh, because on stage, every you know that everyone wants to hear you speak. Yeah, uh, and off stage, you're just guessing. You, uh, you know, I never, <laughs> I never thought about that. You're yeah. right, though. Like, not everyone wants this person to tell them the story like, cause, right now. Because I'm, 
I'm off stage. I'm still consistently joking. Okay, but I'm just like guessing that uh, they're gonna, uh, hoping that they're gonna laugh at puns. Yeah, and if yeah. they don't, then I just hope that there's a cosmic uh, audience that's enjoying <laughs> the scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, so you, because I, I, whenever I see you, it's always, uh, it's always been at, at clubs or at shows or, or yeah. whatever. And you're you're just you're Aaron, and that's how I always know you as. And is this how you are all the time? Um, I is, mean, is this you, or is it like you just turned up a little bit when you're on stage? Me, like, turned up a little bit, okay. but not much. Okay, uh, it's right. uh, like there's this, and then there's a sleep, Aaron. Uh, okay, <laughs> got it. Well, I I, and then I like that. listening, like that. and uh, just you know, then I can shut up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that. I like. When when you the person you are on stage, it, even me, like I'm always me, but it's the same thing. Like when I'm on there, you got to be more of you because there's you got to put on a show, a right? Bit. So you can't yeah. just be you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you you're back to high school. You were you're in all these things, uh, always on stage. Like you said, you're more comfortable there. Yeah. Uh, even when you were a little kid, you were like that too. Oh, I started doing uh, theater and improv comedy when I was ten. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, so I. Just kept uh, kept, kept, kept doing way. it. I moved to Chicago when I was nineteen, uh, and studied at uh, Second City and oh, Olympic wow. Annoyance Theater in Chicago, uh, sketch and improv comedy. And and when you were younger, your parents like were all about it. Like, hey, whatever you want to do. I come from a sense. theater family. They're, oh, okay. They're, they're they're super supportive of theater. Yeah. They grew up watching musicals. Like yeah. we would go see the plays and musicals that the high schools would do. And okay. um, my older sister was in musicals and yeah. So, so it was just, maybe it was assumed like, Oh, Aaron's going to do this. So if you would have went the other way, like, Hey, I want, I want to play all these sports. I love uh, sports. I mean, I, uh, that was elementary school, Aaron. Okay. Sure. All right, yeah. uh, like, uh, but I was terrible. Uh, <laughs> like, like I was in little league, but okay. they, Put me in right field because statistically, that's where the ball's least likely to go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, and I know, I know that because I'm a huge sports guy. And yeah. so it was a tough thing to stomach when my son played second base this summer, but also played right field. Okay. And I know like, well, they put him there because he, he's a big kid. He's, he's a little bit slower. So if the balls go that way, you know, like you said, it doesn't happen all the time. So that was a hard thing. Yeah. Like, ah, I know why they put him out there, but you still made a team. You're still yeah, on the team. Le- right? yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was on the little league Yankees. I was like, Oh yeah. I'm like <laughs> Babe Ruth, but I can't hit <laughs> pop fly right to the pitcher. Uh, <laughs> or <laughs> I'm in right field. Cause I can't catch either. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> but, but you did it cause you liked it, right? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I liked it for what it was worth, and then I found theater, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. the ball's not coming at me anymore." Yeah, <laughs> hey, this is a little safer. This maybe. is this will not hit me yeah. uh, in the cup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's so that's awesome. I, I love when parents, you know, obviously your parents were like you say were the whole theater family. Yeah. So if it's a like a um, not I don't want to say like niche because theater is a big thing, but. If your if your family's all one way and and your kid wants to go this way, you know sometimes it can it can rub parents the wrong way, yeah. or they're like ah you know try to push their kids you know a certain way. Yeah, I'm sure my parents would have supported me if I would have gone the sports route mm-hmm. too. Yeah, uh, but there was no talent in that direction, so <laughs> they were like, oh sure, go ahead, try, mm-hmm. try your best, son. Uh, but they were there, <laughs> they were there, they're very watching you. They're very supportive people. So. Yeah, well that's great. That's yeah that that lets. <laughs> kids and lets people do 
you know, whatever they want to do without thinking like, oh, right. this is who's going to who's who's going to tell me that I have to stop. Right. You know? Nobody told me I had to stop, which made me weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> weird. I don't think that's I don't think that's the word. Uh, weirdness brings laughter. OK. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you can call yourself weird. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, like my idol growing up was Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Uh, like, so, so what's the, you call yourself weird, what's the weirdest thing about you? Oh. Um, I don't I even know if you've I'm ever not, thought about that. Uh, I guess all I have are, are, are stories of like the weirdest, the weird things that I do. Okay, uh, so well, let's hear I, one of those then. Okay. Yeah. So uh, when I was living in Chicago, mm-hmm. every April 1st, I would dress up as a jester and I would walk around the city with a rubber chicken to celebrate my comedic heritage. (laughs) (laughs) And also to remind people that it was Fool's Day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They'd be like, oh, yes. And then also tourists love taking pictures with with me and my rubber chicken named Peter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Peter the chicken. Peter the rubber chicken. Oh, my. Yeah, that is pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, But it's funny. I would see that if I would see that. And I'm sure more people... More people just walked by you. Oh, yeah. Uh, people people walked by me. Uh, kids loved it because yeah. I would have like fake conversations with Peter. Like, squawk. <laughs> yes, Peter. Uh- <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get into more of those stories. Weird stories, too. Yeah. So, so after, so you're, you go through high school, mm-hmm. do all your stage stuff. After the, after, or when you're winding down your senior year, did you know, like, hey, I'm going to Chicago? Yes. Like, you know uh, right I promised my parents I would do a year at Owens. Okay. Before I moved to Chicago, um, just to get some of the basics. Yeah. Like, in, yeah. they're like, well, in case you decide you want to go uh, the actual college route to get some things that could transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I did that. And uh, so, so I, that's, I like that. Cause so do you think, um, I, I went to Owens after I, I went to BG for, for a year, wasted my money. I tell kids all the time, like, make sure you know what you want, you know, because I wasted money. And then I went to Owens, finally graduated there. Do you think that that was beneficial for you to go to Owens for that first year? Oh, for sure. I mean, it it was good to, like, I mean, it was like a buffer zone between Mm -hmm. high school and moving to Chicago. Yeah. Um, And, like, something my parents wanted me to do. and I had no problem uh, going and doing, like, a year before I did what I want. Uh, Also, um, like I know for some of the programs uh, in Chicago, they require like post high school like acting and stuff. Oh, so, okay. Um, like a year of that. Did, so, did you do any of that stuff at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some theater classes. Oh, nice. Okay. I also tried to learn tap, and that went. I, I learned flat ball change. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> is, it is, is it just because you don't have rhythm or what? Uh, I'm. I know. I know one dance, and uh, that's the waltz because I was the prince in Cinderella. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, any other dancing is just guessing at my point. Okay, <laughs> okay. So you, you hit you hit uh, Owens for a year, then you're off to Chicago. Off Did you Chicago. move there by yourself? Yep. Man, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Uh, well, I was supposed to move with a guy. Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was like, yeah, I'm coming with you. Uh, I uh, signed my name to a lease on an apartment, and then he was like, nope, I'm not going. Oh, uh, no. And I was like... I don't care. I'm still going because yeah. uh, this apartment was great. So uh, were you were you counting on him to like help with rent and all that stuff? Or was I was it? sort of counting on it. Yeah, uh, but it was a studio. Like we, okay. I was just we were just planning on you know living like a dorm style or, okay. or like okay. room, uh, studio with a roommate. Uh, it was it was in Lincoln Park, which is like 
10 minutes away from Sackett City, 20 from oh. Improv Olympics. So it was smack dab in such a beautiful place. Yeah. And it was like just 6.35 a month, all you wow. included, which is amazing for, yeah. for that area in yeah. Chicago. Because I looked it up now where I lived, and it is $1,200 for my <laughs> that apartment <laughs> oh my, uh, that double. I had. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um yeah, so so you so when you uh, found this place, you're like, yeah, this is this it. is this is perfect yeah. because it was all utilities included, which means I didn't have to call anybody and be like, hey, <laughs> How do I would like to up? I would like to sign up for all of your uh, utilities, uh, <laughs> which which in itself, if you've never done it, is terrifying because after you're done, you're like, did I do it right? Yeah, and then you just, you got to hope a that uh, your your electric and your water everything works because you signed up correctly. Yeah, and. Um, usually there's a transfer, so then you're waiting that month and like, okay, make sure I get this bill. <laughs> That's yeah. like the one time you want bills. Like, yeah. did I do this okay? Yep. And then I didn't get any bills. I just paid That's my awesome. rent. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. Especially especially moving out for the first time. That's that's another like talk about Owens being buffer that apartment with utilities included. That's another like you're you're still taking steps up. Yeah, but those, they're like little little steps as opposed to like man, I got to move out and do all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So as you go to Chicago by yourself, do you? end up getting a roommate or do you just stay by yourself um i got a roommate like about six months in uh but i i uh so i started working uh found a job downtown in uh, a macy's uh well it was marshall fields when i started and Uh then like one year later macy's bought them out okay uh and uh what were you doing there uh starbucks oh okay yeah all right yeah uh so and uh, that was fun in itself. Uh, like I worked, I actually worked there the entire length I were, was in Chicago um, because I turned it into a nine to five. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> uh, like Monday through Friday, I was like that's great. I can do comedy and I can work at Starbucks. Yeah. And uh, I actually uh, at one point uh, they were coming up with a like a like an instant coffee via instant coffee, mm-hmm. um, and so I wrote a, like a like a parody song for it. <laughs> Uh, I put it on the internet, uh, like it sort of like went up the corporate ladder and the CEO, uh, uh, visited my Starbucks and I got to sing it for him. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And we were just a franchise. So like for CEO to even come, like, was, I'm pretty sure like the reason why he came was for my song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, did anything come of that or he, or he, besides no. him showing up? No, right? I, I, I mean, I gave him my card. It's like, I do corporate events yeah, and uh... I... Never heard anything. Oh, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, though. That that's cool that you could use your job as like another like. Oh, I want to do this thing with it. You know? Actually, uh, when yeah, uh, so it was in, inside of Macy's, uh, and uh, there's like a little food court area, uh, and every Christmas uh, they would have me go out and just sing Christmas songs yeah. for people. I obviously told them, "Hey, I sing Christmas songs." Can I just go out there and sing? And they're like, sure. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like being paid to sing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's why well, I, I do, uh, we, we took a little hiatus from the Metro Parks, but I do Metro Parks podcast. And that's the same thing too. Like I, it, I've always wanted to be paid to do a podcast and I'm, that's what I'm doing at work. You know, I get to get the podcast and I still get paid for it. Excellent. So it's fun. Uh, 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 one of my favorite author, uh, authors is Terry Pratchett. Mm-hmm. And one of the quotes of one of his books uh, was what every artist really wants deep down is to be paid. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. When I when I first got my uh, when I got my first money 
for doing comedy. I think it was it was probably like twenty bucks or whatever. Yeah. You know, and this I was like, this is awesome. This, yeah, this you know, it, knowing that it's a paid thing, made, it also made me want to like do better mm-hmm. because they're paying me to do it as opposed to like an open mic or whatever. You yeah, know, you always want to do your best, but this is like, oh, I gotta make sure all I'm up there for five minutes. I gotta make sure all. Did this I bring half the audience? Yes, but did yeah. they give me twenty dollars? Also, yes. Uh- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So that happened at. Um, uh, Keith Bergman did a, sh- a short-lived show at the Clada at the mall. Okay. Um, oh in, yeah. In their library, like the little library room, and I was that was the first time I was a feature, so I got to do twenty minutes, nice. and that was basically all the time I had. So that was it was awesome. I got a hundred bucks for that show, and the same like it was full. Uh, again, you know, half the people were people who knew me. Yeah. But. Uh, if that gets me a uh, Keith thought I did I I did good enough where he could you know bring me yeah. bring pay me to do the show but he also knew like hey he's from Ronnie he'll bring people which I did and I yeah. think that's part of my job too bring people right yeah um, but it was awesome it was great yeah, yeah. Uh, and plus like the more you get to do like those fifteen twenty minutes uh, then thirty minutes then you know that you can do it yeah and you can keep doing it yeah um, like. Uh, I mean, open mics are fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, but until you find like those little showcases that let you, let you like put those little like five minute bits into like a cohesive package, yes, yeah. uh, that's when you start to like build who you actually are mm-hmm. as like a as a comic. Yeah, it, and and that's that's the cool part too is you take the five minutes from this open mic and the five minutes from that open mic, mm-hmm. and you're working on those constantly, and they're like, man, I got seven minutes out of those ten minutes that are good now, mm-hmm. and then you keep building on that, and that's. That was uh, tough to to learn at the beginning because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, and um, but it was it, it was cool once it came together, you know. And and here's a little here's a little bit of money for this cool thing you're doing. You yeah. Know? <laughs> oh. So so when you're when you're uh, in Chicago seeing Christmas carols, working at Starbucks, you didn't go there to go to college. You went there to specifically for. Sunday I specifically City. went for comedy. Okay. Uh, to uh, uh, because all I really deep down want to do is make people laugh and be yeah. happy mm-hmm. that's all i want it's what i've wanted since like third grade um and i used to be a super shy and quiet kid yeah. uh, <laughs> me too yeah me too and up until up until probably shortly after shortly after i graduated from high school like it took me a while yeah uh for me uh it was seventh grade i i developed like uh like so in third grade, I like I saw somebody be a class clown. You know those people who have, yeah. have it naturally, uh, and it could just be naturally funny and make mm-hmm. like uh, make people laugh. And I was like, ah, I really wish I could do that. Uh, and in uh, when I was ten, I uh, started uh, doing uh, theater and improv, and this idea like just got pounded in my like just like those epiphany ideas uh, to build the person you want to be and then be him. Mm. Like, like you're building a character. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you're, you're te- like, it, like, so 10 years old, like is between uh, elementary school and middle school. Okay. Uh, in mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you can basically reinvent yourself. So yeah. I was like, Oh great. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to find out who I want to be. Uh, I, uh, I mean, obviously, I was watching all the old comedy. Like, like yeah. I was obsessed with like cartoons and comedy, <laughs> like like the old like uh, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, and you, uh, you know, for a ten year old to say like I'm gonna reinvent myself or be this other person, it's so it seems like a crazy because that's like yeah. oh, that's only in the movies that they say that. Yeah, right? no, like it was. That's weird. It just that's crazy. it just came to me. Like, yeah. uh, and um, 
Like, I, I wasn't into girls yet, but I was like, I'd seen enough Disney movies to know what was going to go on. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, like, uh, and I was super obsessed with, like, uh, King Arthur uh-huh. at the time, uh, as you do when you're 10. Uh, <laughs> so I went, I actually went online and I looked up the rules of chivalry, uh, chivalry and art of courtly love. Yeah. What? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was like, which is just like, like how you're supposed to treat people. Okay, like, right. like, uh, like your code of conduct for like a, to be like a as a ten year old. Yeah, this. okay, as, right. as a ten year old, uh, super into <laughs> like in the ideas of like uh, trying to be a good person to other people. Okay, yeah, and uh, I was I was a nerdy kid. Uh, That's all right. <laughs> uh, who like just saw like uh, people like I like. Because I obviously you grow up, you you know about heroes and villains, mm-hmm. and you're like, why would anybody want to not not be good to each other? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I want to learn what that means to be like a good person. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so so, you uh, got so like, <laughs> good people have codes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that is very true. Any movie you see, yeah, any movie, is... like you, 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 there's like a, a line that you like you cross, and uh, and I mean just something that I like when I was like going through the list of like uh chivalry. Like years later I went back to the uh like just to prove to myself that I had done that when I was ten. Uh-huh. I found the website. Oh really? <laughs> now it's defunct. Uh, oh, but, yeah. but uh like like it hadn't been at that point. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, yes, this this happened. This isn't just a story you kept telling people. There's this website. Yeah. Uh, then I like copied and pasted, I posted it in my MySpace, uh, as was the style of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then like when Facebook came, I copied and pasted, I put it as a like those notes that used to mm-hmm. exist on, on Facebook. Yeah. I was like, I, I just want to always just have this as a reference. Uh wow. Just wow. uh that, that like I said, as a ten year old to to want to do other stuff, and and it, like you said, it turned out well. Like you yeah. did these things, and you're mm-hmm. the person you are because of how you wanted to change at ten. Yeah, you know, yeah, and uh, and then at some point I became the professor, uh, <laughs> which which isn't a name I gave to myself. I, I was going to ask you <laughs> is is being the professor was that something. Uh, as you got older, like this is what this is what I'm gonna be, or was that another thing when you were younger? Like, oh, this is a cool thing. Uh, so, well, I guess if someone so else how gave it you came anything. to be, uh, and like I'm not like uh, I'm not employed uh, by any specific <laughs> uh, uh, university, yeah. uh, but I do call myself an on the road scholar, uh, and sometimes <laughs> colleges pay me money to do stand up there. So okay. I was like, and. So that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's the professor. Wait, did you say uh, on the roads scholar? On the road scholar. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, traveling uh, teacher uh, of uh, making jokes of math, science, history, and philosophy. Well, I should have expected a pun with road on the road scholar and road scholar. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> so so yeah. So how did how did your name? So uh, I started. So I didn't start with stand up. Like I actually didn't grow up watching stand up. Uh, it was never something I even thought about ever doing because so, I started, I was like from an improv background. Yeah. And that was all uh, from second city. And yeah. Right? And, um, so short form, long form improv. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, then I, uh, and in improv, they teach you to, uh, perform scenes to the height of your, your intelligence. Uh, and then. Wait, wh- I, what does that, what does that mean? Exactly? That means like, uh, treat the audience like they're smart and they will rise to the occasion got it okay okay uh because if 
because yeah, you can just like do like because uh, because if you if you treat the audience like they're dumb, yeah. they aren't. They're gonna know like you that you mm. think that they're dumb. Okay. Uh, okay. But if you treat the audience like they're gonna get all of your references, yeah, uh, and like know who you are as a character, <laughs> uh, then they're more likely to know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I was running uh, an improv, sh- uh, so uh, I had taken over producership of a um, of an improv show that uh, used stand-ups as hosts. Mm-hmm. So there would be like two or three teams uh, doing their various uh, improv sets, short yeah. or long form, uh, and uh, then just uh, uh, stand-up would do their ten-minute set up front, do little bits between the shows between the uh, teams. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the stands would cancel on me. Oh, no. <laughs> so I had to start writing jokes. Oh. Uh, and so uh, since I uh, was from that improv background, right, uh, performed to the height of your intelligence, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll write jokes to the height of my intelligence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you, you became a comedian out of necessity for your shows. Yeah, stand-up out of necessity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, so I just started, like, just telling jokes about my life that were, like, and because I'd, I'd always been making puns. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, uh, I love jokey jokes. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, like, like uh, my my son has a kid joke book, and those are, some. I mean, sometimes, like, oh, okay, whatever. And some of them, like, you weren't expecting it, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and, oh, yeah. And so, like, I started writing like these like math puns and mm-hmm. science puns and uh, and then like just telling, like integrating that with like stories from my life yeah uh, because I was yeah I was I mean I was a nerdy kid so it's pretty easy to do yeah. like uh, uh, my first joke I even still use like uh, when I was like, growing up I wanted to be uh, and, and I saw Back to the Future so I wanted to invent the time machine. Uh, so every day I would go outside and I would wait for myself to bring myself the time machine. <laughs> and I never came. <laughs> uh, oh, which is a true story of my life. Because uh, I assumed that's how time travel worked at the time. <laughs> You're just, someone else made it, then they'll yeah. come back and get you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, obviously I never came. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every inaction has an equal and opposite reenaction. Uh, <laughs> So, so when you're you became a, a stand up, like I said, out of necessity. Yeah. Um, the, when you were, I've never done improv. Yeah. It, it seems very difficult. Uh, is it a difficult? It thing is. Uh, did you ep- when you were in elementary school? Did you ever play pretend? Oh yeah, yeah. It's that. Okay. It's literally just that. <laughs> it's just like so an improv. What whatever you say exists. Like, if I say that I have a, a glass of water, I have a glass of water. Mm-hmm. If I say I have the elixir of life, I have the elixir of life. You have powers just shy of God in an improv scene. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, and it is building a reality with somebody else and just uh, agreeing with whatever the other person says. Uh, so if, people call yes andy That's, say. yeah, that's yeah. that's what yes and means. Okay. Um, it, it is... Is there pressure to I'm because the only improv I know is comedic improv. Yeah, I'm assuming there's other kinds of. Improv? There is other kinds of improv. There, uh, so 
there, there's two kinds of improv. Uh, there's two major kinds of improv. There's the short form improv, which is like whose line is it anyway, uh-huh. and then there is something called long form improv, which is getting suggestion, but then basically doing a play. Okay. Uh, okay. like uh, or just like a montage of scenes that all have like a collective theme. Mm. Um, I uh. One of the the things I I, I used to be part of like a two person improv team called the Perspectives. Um, we would get a question from the audience. Mm-hmm. We would have uh, an intellectual de- debate about like what we thought the answer of the question would be, uh, and then we would be literally the most surreal scenes ever. Like we were father and son chicken. We were uh, <laughs> the wall and the floor. Uh, really? We were uh, <laughs> like two molecules. Uh, <laughs> like the reason why I love playing with him, uh, Caleb Mancy. And he was like, oh, my, he was, he's my season partners. We, we ended up like writing a show together and oh, it wow. went up as, at, uh, at a theater for like a couple weeks. That's and, awesome. Um, oh, it was the best time. Uh, Cause like he, he got that like, uh, cause when I do improv, that's also when I can be weird and like mm-hmm. I like uh like doing scenes where I'm not human. Uh yeah, cuz like yeah. I've been a human. I've I've seen human interactions. I want to explore what other things are, exist. Yeah. Uh I want to like like I don't know it, like you can do all the super like things you see from superheroes. You can do the same things you see from fantasy mm-hmm. because everything you say <laughs> in that uh that 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 instance like becomes real yeah um at least real to you and then uh we would always like wrap around and we would analyze uh the scene that we had just done and try to find uh the answer uh from that scene like okay so the, our first show that we did uh we got the question of why uh that was it that was the, that was just the question <laughs> just the just why uh and so we had a, like our debate uh and our show ended up being just like uh like we were in one universe uh and then we were in like an opposite universe and we mm-hmm. go back and forth between the two opposite universes uh we came back around at the end and we discovered the only thing that existed in both of those opposite universes was love so it's like oh <laughs> Why love? Okay, great. okay. Uh, <laughs> wow, that it was. It seems terrifying to me because, especially the the improv where you get input from the audience. Because as stand up, you don't usually want input. Yeah, because here's my things I want to do. So improv, you but you need that. You need that, and <laughs> but uh, like an improv audience, like understands their role in, in yeah, everything. Yeah. Like they understand that they're there to give these random slight, uh, um, let random like ideas or mm-hmm. like questions or just random objects or random periods of time. Yeah. Uh, and you prompt the audience like, Hey, can I get a suggestion of blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. That's what the terrifying, terrifying part for me is because like, God, my kids are going crazy. I don't, they could probably show up on the mic. Oh, I just assumed that you had, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rexes upstairs. <laughs> they are... Uh, cause I did notice, uh, <laughs> the water, the, the, the water. Uh, <laughs> they, I was like, uh, Oh, okay. There's just, uh, there, uh, I mean, I see a shirt that says grizzly. I was like, Oh, okay. He has grizzly bears. Obviously he's going to have, have uh, dinosaurs as well. Yeah, uh, the, my daughter does gymnastics, and she's oh. always doing cartwheels and ba- and trying to do back handsprings and bend and all this stuff. So she's always jumping around. My son, 
uh, is probably just sitting on the couch just watching her. But yeah, that's probably her flipping around. She she loves that stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> See, like f- like find what you love to do yes. and then just do it. Yes, uh, I always, find yeah. find what you love and do it. Uh, I, that's what I tell. I coach high school football, and and that's why I always tell kids. One of my things I love doing during the season is I'll, I'll make it around to all the seniors and I always ask them, "What are you doing next year?" Are you going to school? Are you playing sports? What are you doing? And then, and then I, I ask them like, well, what are you going to want to go to school for if that's what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And then I, and I ask them why, like, oh, um, it's something I've always liked, or I like doing this, or uh, my parents do this, and I like, I like watching them do it. So that's a, a thing, like you said, like find something you do and or yeah. like and do that. And yeah, like you note know, as a coach, like find the find the thing that like your uh, team knows, like like lo- find why they love it yeah. and this. Like, yeah. make them love it more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the, and it that's because that's that, that's the thing when you're kids. Like, you'll find out what you love, mm-hmm. and uh, either like <clears throat> you will get pulled in an entirely separate direction, and mm-hmm. maybe that's good, and maybe it's not. Yeah. Uh, but also, if you can just find out what you're passionate about, like uh, every kid like learns different, loves things differently. Mm-hmm. Like, because I mean, I mean, I did theater. I I know lots of people who loved doing theater who never uh, who gra- graduated high school and and they just I mean they didn't do it again yeah but yeah. they had fun during the time yeah uh, but like they had found something like because when you're at that age like you get to love so many things yeah yeah and that's the thing too like just just try it all especially when you're young you know as yeah. as parents I think I probably said it here before as parents for our kids we we put them in everything. Like, hey, at least give it a try, you know, and yeah. and, and and we then we can see as parents, and then they can see as them themselves doing it. Like, oh, this is fun, or it's not fun, and yeah. we'll continue on this way. Yeah, but we got sidetracked a little bit because my uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex is up there. Right. We jumped around. So, um, the thing I was saying about improv, it's terrifying to me because I have all my ducks in a row as far as comedy and jokes and my stories, mm-hmm. but then to add the extra element of like. What what do you want us to do? Yeah, like, it, like it, it's, it's just like you. Um, crowd, it's like you, crowd you, work, it, right? you, Yes, but yeah. it's just like at the end, uh, you're just making emotional choices and in yeah. and, and making up a character on the spot. Uh, and um, okay, so I've always had this idea uh, 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 that uh, emotions are a choice mm-hmm. made in the moment that uh, information is given or information is recalled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you know the sort of character you want to be, then you can make your own choices uh, whether you remember some information or you get a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that works on stage and off stage. Like, because, uh, like, I mean, when if, if I said, uh, Peter died... And you can have one or two reactions. Either, oh man, I loved Peter. Mm-hmm. Peter was great. Or, fantastic. Because <laughs> you can, uh, <laughs> like, like, ah, oh, finally. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, Peter. Ah, oh, I thought he'd never go. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, okay. I must save him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, because, and that's, that's the same thing in real life. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, get, you, you find out something. And you're either like, there's so many emotions you could be, yeah, uh, and yeah. like, uh, so my goal in life is to, uh, as I mentioned, was like, uh, to make people laugh and be happy, like, cause so my idea, cause I, 
I do, I'm a bit of an emotionalist. I do think that happiness is, and joy, uh, love is like the best. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. think those are better emotions than other emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so, like, I sort of strive in my own self to, like, uh, always make, like, emotional choices, like, that might get me closer to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always been just, like, sort of, like, like, like it's a it's a theory from imp- let that that I've just like made up from improv yeah, like yeah. like oh yeah it's it's the same and it's just pretend and all of your choices uh become valid and real uh, just like in real life like when uh like you're deciding like how you feel like like uh before uh like uh, any sort of football game mm-hmm. like that's why pep pep talks work yes. uh because like you're giving people an extra emotional choice uh, to be to like reinvigorate themselves, like go back, go out there. Like they might have their uh, that their their stuck themselves stuck in their their head, mm-hmm. um, whereas like they can sort of make the the choice from your pep talk to like just be in the moment and, and realize all the choices that they make. I never thought about it like that because I know I I like doing that even if it's. When I was a freshman coach, uh, and I coached the JV now, even if it's like, hey, we I got 15 seconds before this game starts, just listen to me real quick. But it is kind of a it, it, whatever's in your brain kind of cancels out for these few seconds. You listen to this pep talk, and then you're out there with a clear mind. I'm worried about this this play or this football mm-hmm. game or whatever. But I never thought about it like that. Yeah, I just thought like, hey, these kids like to hear a few words from this guy. Yeah, who, because they can just like <clears throat> like make the choice again. Like yeah, like yeah. to to reinvest. Yeah. Um, like and okay, so in long form improv, uh, like the scene like can last twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're that character for the entire twenty minutes, uh, making uh, making emotional choices. Uh, and like so, if the scene feels like it's kind of dragging, you have two choices: is to like give up and let the scene die, or reinvest try to find something some way to reinvigorate the scene mm-hmm. uh and that i assume is the same for sports yeah. uh like you're just trying to reinvigorate the scene well it's like that'd be like at halftime like yeah. hey, this game if the game's not going well we got to figure out a, a another way to we got to figure out a, a way to get this going in our direction yeah you know? and that's where another pep talk or coaches meetings and that kind of stuff at the halftime yeah. yeah i get it okay yeah. uh and f- uh like I was also into football as well, sort of. Uh, so I don't know if they did. Did you also go to like elementary school around here? Uh, I grew up in Toledo. Okay. Yeah, I moved to Paris when I was fourteen. Okay, cool. I don't know if they have this. This happened to you as well. So when I was in elementary school, I don't remember which grade. Uh-huh. They sort of split the class between uh, who loves Ohio State. Oh and sure, yeah. Who loves Michigan? Uh, you go to that side of the room, and you go to that side of the room. Um, and so I was I didn't know either of the teams. Uh but I and I didn't know what a buckeye was, but I didn't know Wolverine was an X-Men character. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, great. Uh, I'm going for the Wolverines yeah. because of X-Men." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cuz the, the cartoon was on at that point. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know what cuz I I didn't like either. I don't remember what I chose. I mean, I just went with whatever my best friend went at the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, of course, I know that Buckeyes are delicious uh, chocolate <laughs> over peanut butter. So, so would you? So, which one would you pick now? Uh, well, I mean, if I'm hungry, Buckeyes. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, 
So, do you steal kazoo? Yeah, he's pulling out of his pocket right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, my wife asked me who's who was who the first guest was today, and I said, "Oh, it's Aaron, no, professor. I don't know. If, I, I was like, I think you remember him." Uh, remember he used, to, he used to have that joke where he'd go out and he'd, he'd say, excuse me, do you mind if I... And then she do, goes... Do you mind if I kazoo? Yeah. Kazoo, yeah. Because mm. <laughs> uh, I know so many people like to go on smoke. Yeah, like, yeah. Which is uh, like true as a comedian. Like They all like to go on smoke because like, oh, okay, I've got a kazoo. Uh, <laughs> where did that come from? Uh, so my last name is Cosbiel. Um, and... Uh, so uh, the only the, the the only piece of merchandise I have now are these kazoos. Uh-huh. Uh, they say kazoo, and they have like a little bow tie, and uh, they have like <laughs> professorofcomedy.com on it, and okay. it's like a professor kazoo. Uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, those are synonymous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did uh, you just decide one day like I'm gonna? I mean, do this so joke? <laughs> I uh, am a bit of a like. Uh, so I love music comedy. Uh-huh. Uh, so I knew I wanted to just like at least pepper some in. Okay. Uh, and not I, I. I mean, I wouldn't go like full like all my things are are music because like I grew up and I was in orchestra and mm-hmm. I played the bass and playing the bass in comedy uh, only works for one of the Smothers Brothers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it, it's not something you can like play your music to yeah. and sing. Uh, so I needed a better instrument. Uh, and this is a magic instrument that literally knows whatever note you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to play. It's easy, easy to like just pull out of my pocket. Yeah. And I get to make the cool uh, cigarette joke. <laughs> <laughs> so now that's, I mean, that's, that's it was great. It's like, born out I, of a pun and silliness, yeah. which is... Your life. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Puns and silliness. Puns and silliness. Uh. <laughs> that, that was that, um, what's great when I asked if you had a kazoo and you just pulled it right out. So that, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, like you never know when you need musical accompaniment uh, because cause I also burst into song in real life. Okay. Like, like if I'm just hanging out with, with people uh, and somebody says something, I will sing. <laughs> I will also hope that other people sing with me, but don't care if you don't. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so that's a big risk you take there. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like when you're on stage, you know, everybody wants to hear you speak. Yeah, uh, off stage, you're just guessing, but I still say it anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna guess more people want to hear you speak than maybe hear you sing. Randomly, oh no, right? like I, I'm decent. You okay. know? Well, I'm not saying you're yeah. a bad singer. I'm just saying uh, like, in it, life, people just yeah, don't people burst, don't bust out. people don't expect to, to yeah. be in a musical yeah. until they hang out with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that is your life. And then, like, they get to, the, yeah. And, uh, like, some people, like, will join it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like anything. Like, some people will join in. Some people will just enjoy it. And some people will be like, I hate musicals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of musicals. Um, but, uh, I appreciate them. Like, my wife and her, her mom and sister go to Phantom of the Opera every year. Nice. Um, and they, they asked me one time if I want to go. I go, I'd, it's not my jam. Same thing with like concerts. I don't like concerts. I like music. I listen to music, but it's just I don't know. I just don't like it. Any concerts? You know? I I mean I've been I've been to a few when I was younger. Like I went to I like the used and there and the Taste of Chaos tour. I went to there. I saw Taking Back or um, Dashboard Confessional at BG. Okay. Um, I just I don't know. I just it, it I'd rather just if I want to listen to music, I'll just listen to it. And yeah. I guess uh, part of it is all this music I listen to is um, older. Like, yeah. like oh. from where I, I listened in high school. So those bands are still together, 
Um, but I, I like like Taking Back Sunday. I like one of their first CDs that came out, mm-hmm. and so I don't know. I just I don't know. You, well, do you hey, like eventually it? they'll be all doing the same thing that like uh, like the. Like, the Rolling Stones are doing, Rolling, right yeah, now. yeah. They, they'll all, they'll all be doing like reunion tours, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as as the age of like, this is how we make our money. Yeah. Uh, they're not putting out new music, yeah, uh, yeah. They're just doing your favorites, yeah. Uh, That's what I want. And your I want absolute that. favorite will be their encore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about the used is in is in Columbus, and I thought about going to that concert. It's on a Saturday, which it works out well for everybody. And then I, and part of it is just like, I mean, part of it is COVID. Sure. But, I mean, you still have to show vaccination records, all that stuff. But yeah. but then part of it is like, ah. I mean, I'll have fun. And I know I'll have fun if I go. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, it's just like <laughs> losing yourself in enjoyment. Like yeah. I've really only, yeah. so I've really only been to like, like a couple concerts just because like uh, I grew up listening to like oldies. And like uh like like fifties and sixties mm-hmm. uh era okay. uh like ninety three point five uh and uh then uh like more oldies than that, like like uh Sinatra era. Okay. Uh and then uh like like So those I mean, concerts don't or, exist. For they, they they don't exist for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Uh so the only concerts I really go uh really went to growing up is Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Uh I liked him too when I was younger. Uh me and my friends listen to him a lot. He he puts on the best show, like yeah. clips costume changes really? like it is it is a performance okay that is all right uh, well i can see that from him yeah because of because all the, i mean he is parody i mean so. other people just sing their songs <laughs> yeah he puts on a show nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. is he still touring he still tours like every so often like <clears throat> basically whenever he releases an album he does a tour and uh nice. i generally go <laughs> he, he was on a podcast i listened to called the endless honeymoon podcast mm-hmm. with moshe kasher and Natasha Leggero, um, but he he was on there, and he it, that's cool. I don't know if you ever heard that podcast, but uh, people will call in and have really usually it's relationship issues, and then they have they like try to solve them funny. You know, okay, great. They yeah. make fun of, fun of them, but also try to help them. You know, it's pretty cool. That does sound great. Yeah, uh, I I listen to too many podcasts. The the one that immediately came to mind when you when you started talking about improv and how you're like sometimes I want to be a door or or this yeah. uh, you know whatever. There's a like, podcast. Oh, I've been human this whole time. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh. <laughs> There's a podcast called Everything Is Alive, and it's a host and he interviews Dan the Chair mm-hmm. or Mike the Dartboard. Or whatever, and it's all improv. So when he's asking them questions, and they're like, they just come up with these answers, and it's yeah. really cool because you because then you're really thinking about man, like, is that what my toothbrush thinks or whatever? You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's such a cool podcast, and one of those like, man, I wish I would have thought like, of that. Does your I mean, toothbrush like its job? Yes. Or is what, it yeah. like uh, when you used to watch the Flintstones? It's like eh, it's a living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's a that was a, a it's an awesome podcast. So you that check if fantastic. You, actually, uh, some some of the ones I like the most are I don't think about I I don't notice it until they talk about it. Mm-hmm. But are improv ones where sometimes they you can tell um, the, because at the end of one it's called Mission to Zix. It's about space and and uh, all these weird creatures and stuff. And uh, at the end of each one, they'll do like bloopers or when they're working through yeah. stuff or whatever. But as you're listening to it, they might say something, and somebody else laughs, but continues what's going on. And you're like, "Oh man, that that made that person actually laugh." Mm-hmm. But they got to stay in character and keep continuing doing what they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. like 
yeah, there's definitely breaking. Yeah, stuff. yeah, but that I mean, everybody uh, loves it. Seems to love that though. There's yeah. YouTube channels dedicated. Improv to that kind of stuff. is the most supportive thing by necessity. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, because if you don't support your th- scene partner, the entire thing falls apart. Like, yeah. uh, because if, if I say, "Hey, Joe," and you're just like, "I'm Edward," like. <laughs> Like yeah, that's a, you, you might get like a little chuckle. Like yeah. oh, this person doesn't know you. You said, but you've just denied your scene partner, so he doesn't know uh, like how to continue on the scene yeah. because you've just taken all the control away from him. You got it. And and so, it, and it's it shouldn't be a fight up there, right? right? Like uh, like the worst thing. Like so, the reason why I love playing with Caleb is because like if I if I like made an initiation of a, of a of a weird scene he wouldn't make me crazy or retarded because uh, like if when you deny somebody you're either gonna make them uh, like like if you come in as a bird and uh, you think it's great okay and the other person says uncle joe why don't you why don't you stop being crazy Got like it. they're like well i was a bird but now i guess i'm Uncle Joe pretend who thinks he's a bird, which is great, but now you're playing a crazy person. Yeah. And like when that happens, like you don't get to have as much say in the scene. Well that now yeah, because now it's all up to the other person. Yeah, the other person has taken away all the control. Yeah. Um and wow. so you're not building something together, you're just in the other person's scene. Yeah. Ugh, that seems has it has stuff like that happened to you? Oh yes, because I like to play weird, uh, <laughs> and like other people don't know. Like there, there are some improvisers, uh, like who just don't know how to handle uh, that. Um, yeah. uh, like so, like I was going through improv classes uh, at I/O in Chicago, and there was a uh, game called uh, "Protecting the Freak" uh, by like one of the best teachers, Susan Messing, uh, and like. It was just like learning how to deal with somebody throwing you a curveball, okay. like in a scene, like like something like outside of like normality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because some people like thrive in that, uh, but other people won't know what to do, mm-hmm. uh, and that's something to le- that person to learn in improv in life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's always curveballs in life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's that's. Uh... When 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 you brought up that story, it reminds me of when Michael Scott did improv on The Office and how he he always had guns, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're, they're, but then the other characters went along with it because that's yeah. what you're supposed to do. Because that's what you do. Yeah. Like yeah. and so like and uh, uh like um an audience of improv who goes to see improv all the time mm-hmm. uh knows how supportive improv is like that, yeah. and that's one of the things they generally enjoy about improv is because it's all supportive like that yeah um and there is supportiveness in in, in stand up which i mean you probably know from uh from doing improv around here like this scene is fantastic about yeah. that yeah. uh uh but like yeah, it's just it, and that's that's one thing I like about it too. Like not starting or when I started comedy, I was just like, "Hey, I'm going to do this." But then like meeting other comedians and, "Hey, you should come do my show," and mm-hmm. or I have this open mic over here, and and like having a community, like you're yeah. saying, it it makes it more comfortable, and, yeah. and you can try new things because most of these open mics are you and seven the other seven comedians, and yeah. that's it. Like, you know, I did uh, like. Grumpy Dave soon after it um soon after it came back from, you know, COVID. Yeah. Uh and Grumpy Dave's 
brilliant plays. Always like awesome, yeah. like gave like ten minute hugs to like several comedians. <laughs> uh, like, oh my god, I haven't seen you so long. Yeah. Are you vaccinated? Awesome, yeah. me too. <laughs> Uh, just oh, like so man. much hugs and so much yeah. love and uh that's uh i think that's one of the great things about this the scene uh mm-hmm. is that uh we're all doing it uh because we love it yeah uh yeah. and we love the people around us uh we love the audience uh and yeah. it's all love yeah uh that's uh, <laughs> see that uh, so that means that uh that uh, scene i did with caleb uh way back then i was like oh okay yep that's right why love, <laughs> love. Uh, <laughs> well um where can people get contact you if they if they i know you have you said you had a website i have a website professorofcomedy.com uh i'll put uh, that in the show notes too people can click on it there fantastic um what, what are you up to nowadays then uh I don't have uh, uh, like I've just been doing Grumpy Dave's on Tuesdays. Okay. Um, I mean, COVID hit hard. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I was supposed to do uh, four days at Indiana Comic Con. Oh man! In twenty twenty was like my year to start doing like conventions and stuff. Yeah. And then COVID hit, so I was like, oh, ah, that was yeah. that was everything. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, set it back. That was a big setback. Yeah. Like, yeah. and now it's just. Now that everything's trickling, opening, opening back, like there's not as much like because some so many like places went under. Yeah, like, not as much to offer. There's out not there. uh, there's not as much to offer, and there's still the same amount of comedians. Yeah, yeah. So all like trying to get a a spot like right away. Yeah, uh, and there's isn't uh, there? Yeah. It isn't, well, it isn't uh, there as much. So I'm just trying to like you know reach out. Well, uh, find far more shows. And- what I can say is, uh, I've always enjoyed when you're at a show watching you, um, and it's great just having you at shows because it's just it's such positivity. Because sometimes, sometimes comedy can be uh, negative, or oh, you're always talking about what you did horrible or whatever. So, and I, whenever I see you, I know it's gonna be positive. I know I'm always gonna laugh. Not, not just the stuff you do on stage, but the stuff you do off stage. You just make make the room feel better. You make me feel feel better. So. Uh, and now I get to start my Sunday feeling good because you were here. So, awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks to Aaron Cosbiel for being on the podcast today. For a self-proclaimed weird kid, um, he did uh, excellent on his podcast. Um, get some great insights on, on why he does certain things or why he, he went the way he, the path he took. Um, so it was, a, it was a, a great interview with him. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.